Hey, what is going on, everyone? This is Eric Stewart from Fishing Fanatics, and I have an awesome guest with me today, Ryan Salzman. He is the owner of True Bass Swim Baits and a guide on the Tennessee River, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, Ryan's rise in the Bass Pro in the professional circuit here has been quick. As he started as a captain in the Army, he's been kind of chasing that pro fishing career ever since. So how are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. And I really appreciate you joining me here. Um, one of the questions I always like asking professional bass fishermen and kind of how you got started. Um, I know you were a captain in the Army before you got started. So why don't you just fill our listeners in kind of how you got started? Well, um, my parents didn't fish at all. My uncles did. And my first time fishing, my uncle took me when I was about four or five years old. And I just loved it ever since. I mean, just literally, it was just something that was kind of built in me. And my like I said, my parents didn't fish. So after that, I was always begging my mom to take me fishing and, you know, this and that. So I would, I would always go to Walmart and pick out everything and I would rig up everything myself because my uncles lived, you know, out of state. So once we, you know, I'll go visit and maybe fish once a year with them, but away, I was always trying to learn myself. And, you know, that was the time dial up internet was kind of starting. And basically I was getting on dial up and reading anything I could on the internet, just about how to catch fish. Um, and I was just going to local ponds, you know, in high school, this and that high school fishing wasn't even a thought in anyone's mind. Neither was college fishing at the time. And I would just ate up with fishing and I caught my first bass. I was, my parents were stationed at Fort Bragg. My parents were also military and I, I was fishing for whatever would buy. I had this big gob of night crawlers on a bobber. And I was at this army pond and I was reeling it in. I had a bobber, probably three feet a liter. And I just never forget that nightcrawler was kind of doing a corkscrew on the way in. And this giant bass ate it right off the bank. And there was, it was like at a playground and there was a bunch of parents and kids watching me fight this fish. And um, right at the end, I got it up to the bank and it broke me off. But it was, I'm looking <laughs> back, it's still one of the biggest fish I think I've hooked. I mean, I, its eyes, you know, were those dollar, you know, half dollar looking eyeballs popping out of its head. It just burned in my brain, and ever since then, I had I was addicted to bass fishing. Like it wasn't just fishing; I wanted to catch bass. Dude, that's that's an awesome story. It, it kind of resembles kind of how I got started in the fishing, going down to a community college, climbing underneath the gate to go this little run off stream uh, pond, and just throwing a top with a frog, just plopped it on lily pads, and all of a sudden, poof, just mm -hmm. explosions. It's, it's it's awesome how everyone has a different story about how they get in the fishing. So it's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing yours. Yeah, man. And that really seems to streamline kind of into your career here. I see that you started True Bass Swimbaits. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about True Bass Swimbaits? Yeah, so there's a kind of a fun story to that. Um, there was a company called Hippo Swimbaits. And they made this really big swimbait. It was a seven and a half inch swimbait. And, you know, the first year that SideScan came out, we were fledge fishing. And this swimbait was catching really big fish. Like, so with a head, it's basically eight inches. And I got like a, a fall with it and, you know, throwing it on Pickwick, like a late summer bite. And then I got pulled for deployment and I was deployed for about a year. And over that year, that swim bait company went out of business. So I came back and I was really upset <laughs> that I couldn't get the swim bait that I was catching so many fish with. And long story short, I found someone to make it for me. And I was just going to get some for me and my buddies. And they were like, no, you got to get like 500 of each color. So I went to school for marketing with a whole intent to fish professionally. 
and basically said, well, if I'm going to get that many, I'm going to sell them. And I started brainstorming, come up with the, the name True Bass. And I said, oh, I can't just sell one giant swim bait. I need a smaller one to go with it and designed the little one, which is called the Little Head 4.5. And the big one is called the Big Head 7.5. And I actually named that bait after George Capiton. He fished the FLW tour for a while and he's got a big head and everyone, his nickname was big head. <laughs> so it's funny because of reaction innovations, everyone thinks these names are like phallic symbols um, with my lure names and stuff like that. But it's really originated from George Capiton and big head, but that's pretty much how the, the company started. Uh, I took out my own money. I risked it and I sold that first order I did. It was like $20,000 for the swim baits. I sold it in like two and a half, three weeks and then uh, ordered some more. And it's, we, I've just kept snowballing it. You know, you reinvest it back into and you just keep building it. And now we're in, I don't even know how many hundreds of tackle stores and tackle warehouse. And we sell all over the world. We, we have people in uh, Japan even ordering our baits, which is really cool. Hey, that is awesome. How long have you guys been in business for? Well, I started it in the winter of 2015, like nice. right in December there. Nice, man. That's awesome. And so you're in big box stores and can people also find this online? Yeah, man. Um, TrueSwimBaits.com and you can go to Tackle Warehouse. If you just type in True Bass or True Swim Baits, it's going to pop up. You can just Google it and it'll pop up. So Sweet. Awesome, man. And we will definitely drop your uh, link in the description here in this video. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. We've kind of expanded into other lures now, other than swim baits. We got a really sweet hair jig. My whole deal with True Bass is I try to make great quality baits with experts in that field. So I'm a swim bait guy, right? And then we got Brent Anderson, who's a, a expert ledge fisherman. He designed a ledge spinner bait called the BA Spinner. Stands for Brent Anderson or Badass, either one. Um, but but it's like a five arm spinner bait made for ledge fishing and it's an ounce and a quarter and it it catches the crap out of them. Um, it's kind of we don't sell that many of them anymore just because there's it's considered an Alabama rig. You can throw it up through the Toyota level, but you can't throw it at the professional level. But it's a sleeper bait and it really catches them. And I also did the same thing with my buddy David Allen, who guides on Pickwick Lake, and uh, he always hand tied a hair jig for us. And it's like it's the best hair jig that we've ever thrown. That's why we we got him to tie it for us and i finally convinced him to let me make it with true bass and mass produce it and we got it perfect and it's literally the best hair jig on the market i mean and that's coming out of the mouth of several pros it's it is actually the hair jig that won jordan lee the heavy hitters tournament on Kissimmee. so that hair jig has a little history for sure <laughs> oh yeah yep that's awesome man um sweet so shifting a little bit here Let's talk about your college days a little bit. Um, I know that you started the club, co-founded the club at mm -hmm. University of Northern Alabama Fishing, and um, it's a fishing club in 2008. So tell me a little bit what it's like sitting in college, um, going through the classes like, man, you know, I really love fishing and I just want to start this club. And how'd you kind of do it? Well, it originally wasn't my idea. It was um, Nick Cup's idea. He he moved up here from Louisiana and he, he had a bass cat and he liked the bass fish and He's done more tournaments than I had at the time, but I was ate up with fishing, obviously. And then he was like, I got this idea. I was like, let's start it. So it was in his garage one afternoon or evening. I think it was about dark. And we, we decided that we were going to start the UNA bass fishing team and basically recruited a few guys. Cody Braden, who now works for Leopold, 
and um, Sam Hickman. I'm not sure what he's doing now, but yeah, we all sat down and wrote the Constitution and bylaws. And it's a it's an ordeal when you start something like that. There's a lot of in in house fighting. You know, this should be done this way, this way. You know, say fighting discussions, rather. But yeah, it um, and and in the end, that's the school has a couple national championships. I think they've won school of the year, got second place school of the year, and they're just one of the best teams in the country. That's awesome. And the club's still around. Oh yeah, it's really strong. It's got 30, 40 guys. That's got to be pretty cool for you looking back on it. It'd be like, you know, I really left my legacy in college. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's I don't ever when I do things, I don't ever think about that. Um, and I try to stress that to people coming up and fishing that if you're doing it to make a name, you're really not going to make it because it's the wrong motivation, and you really just have to love it. That's it, right? Just genuine like love for the game, love for fishing, and that's it, man. Inspiring people too. I'm sure there's college kids college kids that are on that team right now that look up to you oh sure and so it's kind of funny I, I you know i take a lot of high school kids fishing on guide trips their parents get for them and i run across you know really talented kids every now and then and there's a couple of twins dylan and carter nut and they kind of ran the gambit in high school fishing they won a lot and got a lot of top fives top threes and they are now at una and i took them on a guide trip and we caught them really good on the guide trip too so it's kind of cool to have that relationship with people like that and you know they're at the team that you started so nice and yeah your guide trip talk a little bit about your guide trip i almost completely forgot about the alabama alabama bass guide so talk to you a little bit about that where do you guys run on locations you guys are at so basically how Alabama Bass Guide started was I was trying to figure out a way to fish professionally, like all through college. Um, I actually started out in college. I was a drummer and I got a percussion scholarship. I played for two years in the UNA uh, Pride of Dixie marching band and had a scholarship doing that and kind of got burnt out because I did it for like 10, 12 years playing the drums. And I, I thought I was going to be, you know, a, like a music teacher and fish in the summers. And that's how I was going to, you know, try and get good enough. And then we kind of started that fishing team at the same time I ran out of money for college. So I enlisted in the military, you know, cause they have the benefits and whatever. And then I contracted ROTC at UNA, which made me non-deployable, which I was able to finish my, you know, curriculum. So it was all in that shift where I quit drumming, joined the army, started the UNA team and I didn't have a bass boat yet. And I was just co-angling, right? I was co-angling with Nick and just whoever I could go with. Did one year on the college fishing team like that. Got my own boat the second year without my parents' knowledge because, you know, they're prior military. They're kind of old school, right? They're like, you're not going to fish for a living. You're going to get a real job, this and that. So I bought a bass boat behind their back with my bonus money from the military and hid it from them for a while. And I was fishing and got invited to help with a guide trip on Pickwick Lake and that boat I was using and got paid like $400 for four or five hours. And the light bulb went off. I was like, this is how I can, you know, get enough time on the water and get good enough to, to become pro. And ever since I started, it started out as Salsi's guide service because my nickname is Salsi because my last name is Salzman. And I learned a lot when I, so I got pulled for that deployment. So I started, I did like probably 10 guide trips and then got deployed. While I was deployed, I did a lot of research into SEO, search engine optimization for anyone that's watching. And Salsi's guide service isn't really Googleable. Um, we'll, we'll not get found organically. So I, I started brainstorming. This is pre-True Bass, guys. You know, mm -hmm. is there anyone that's watching? 
and this is kind of what led to TrueBass is all this research I did into SEO and all that. I, I come to, I landed on Alabama Bass Guide and I couldn't believe it was available and I uh, instantly bought it. And at the same time, I actually bought a lot of other domains that are very like, which will be popular or, or someone will want to buy them in the future. So it was kind of, it was fun to do. It gave me something to do while I was deployed. Um, I built my website, built a lot of SEO into it. And when I came home, I was like book solid. And I had, it was, I was like fresh guide, never guided before and just hit the ground running. And this is what I tell people all the time, you know, to be a good guide, you don't have to like have spots. You got to, you got to be able to find fish every day on whatever lake you're guiding. You have to understand that lake and just break it down and get on fish quickly, which is by definition, what you have to do in a professional tournament. So after years and years of doing that, it just transferred over effortlessly into the pro side. Dude, that's, that's literally like awesome. Cause it's every day it's different for whatever lake you're fishing on. Like I'll go out mm -hmm. with like my buddies and it'd be like, Oh, we'll go to one spot when they be like, Oh, we crushed it. We're going to hit the same spot tomorrow. Here to the same spot tomorrow. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. So it, it's funny how, how a lake can just change just like that. Yeah, what I tell people is you have to do the same thing you did to find the fish, to find to find them again, right? So you just went fishing and you were open-minded and you were just kind of free and just let's try this, let's try that. And then you landed on it. Then you think the problem with human nature is we're very like logic driven and there's a formula for everything. And in school, everyone's taught two plus two equals four. Fishing is not two plus two equals four. You know, a lot of times it's one plus one plus one or, you know, it might be um, four times two divided by two, you know, there's to get to the, the answer. Like you got it. There's so many different creative ways that you have to figure out to get to four. That's, that's an awesome way to put it. And every day it's different. Um, so first off, I just wanted to thank you for your service um, right off the bat. I appreciate you serving in the armed forces here in the army. Um, if you can make a connection for me, is there anything that really translated over to serving in the army and what it takes to become a professional bass fisherman? So I've relayed everything to fishing and my branch of service was military intelligence. And basically military intelligence is identical to the process of finding bass. Um, military intelligence is the process of gaining intelligence to find and defeat the enemy, right? Bass fishing, you're gaining intel to find and defeat the bass, right? Yeah. So, um, if you can have anything you're learning and tie it to what you know, you're going to be really good at it. So I was really good at military intelligence because, um, you have all your sources, your open source, right? That's going to be internet. Google, you know, this and that, you use the same thing to find fishing reports, stuff like that. And then you have human intelligence, which that's going to be your doc talk. That's your buddies, you know, this and that. And then there's grains of truth in that. And then you have like your geographical intelligence, which that's going to be your satellites. You know, you can break down the lakes with that. And then you have also like this infrared and all this other stuff that you can use. And that's the GPS and side scan and sonar. So it literally, it, it's you, you have the same assets. It's really, it's really cool. I mean, the same assets that we use to, to find bass in a lake are the same assets that we're using to find bad guys. <laughs> That's what an awesome connection there running down the entire list of all that. And 
how you actually like locate bass and the different like avenues you have to, whether it be researching, talking to your buddies on the dock, um, mm -hmm. even like a side scan and live scope like that. So that's awesome. Ryan, again, I, I just wanted to appreciate you joining me on this podcast and talking about it. I always like to leave out a little segment at the end to let you plug whatever you want, um, whether it be your company, your guide service, let everyone know where they can find um, you at on all those different things and then tell me your Instagram and all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. I kind of have a long list of social media. I'm, I'm pretty big on TikTok these days. It's at Ryan Salzman. Um, focus has shifted in 2023 to YouTube. So go to Alabama Bass Guide on YouTube and we're trying to get that on the level of TikTok and all that. And if you want to take a guide trip with me, just go to alabamabassguide.com. Sweet. I appreciate you doing this, man. And we'll talk to you in the future. Thanks. You just listened to the Fishing Fanatics podcast with your host, Eric Stewart. Feel free to check out our other podcasts and our other interviews on our channel, on Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Check out our Instagram page, TikTok, and Facebook as well.